Ready to get in the Word? If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And I've been talking about authority, the power to influence. Say that with me. Authority Authority. is the power power to influence. Now, I'm going to read a scripture to you. You don't need to turn there. But in Romans 5, verse 17, it says, They that received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Man, have you received Christ Jesus? Then you've received the gift of grace and the free gift of righteousness. And it says that we reign through that gift. We reign through that gift. The word reign is to have kingdom authority. There's a metaphor in the Greek for that word, and it means to operate in the greatest level of influence. So in a, in a person that's a, a Greek's mind, and they see this Greek word for, uh, for reign, what they're seeing is that is the greatest, the, uh, to operate in the greatest level of influence. That when you're reigning over something, you're operating in your greatest ability to influence something. And what is influence? It's the power and the authority to affect, alter, or change something. Amen. So through Jesus, we've been given the ability to operate in the greatest level of influence in every single area of our lives. And so we, as we've been talking about and discovering this authority, we've, had, we've been looking at Jesus. And we looked at Jesus when he was with the disciples and how they were on the, they were on the Sea of Galilee in a storm of hurricane proportion, a blue. And, and, and they came to Jesus and they woke him up and, and they, they woke Jesus up and Jesus said, peace, be still. And he talked to them about their faith and, and really let them knowing that you should have been able to do something about this. And so often we judge ourselves by the weakness of the disciples instead of the strengths of Jesus. We look at ourselves always in a position of weakness, always in a position of just barely getting by instead of seeing ourselves in a position of Jesus. Why? Because we're in Jesus. We're in Christ Jesus. That is our position. Say, I am in Christ Jesus. And he's given me the Holy Spirit. He's on the inside of me. So we have to understand that, that, that we need to be living and operating, not as necessary as the disciples were in Jesus' time, but operating the way Jesus did. Amen? So let's, we, we got to identify with Jesus, the way he did things, the, the things that he said and the things that he talked about. So let's look here in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6, I'm sorry. Verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore, pray our Father... Which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want to stop there. Now, we have to see, look at Jesus, right? And how Jesus did things. And put ourselves in Jesus' position. So the disciples were looking at Jesus. And what they wanted what Jesus had. They, they were going to Jesus and saying, Master, teach us to pray. We're seeing the results that you're getting. We're we're seeing what happens through your life. We want what you have. Teach us to pray. Because they wanted what he had. They wanted the authority, Kenny, that Jesus operated. They they wanted to walk in that wisdom that he walked in. They, They wanted to know something. What causes this Jesus to do what he does? Well, maybe it's through this life of prayer. And so they asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And, and Jesus says, pray like this, our Father, which art in heaven. Now, now that, that, this isn't a model for necessary us to, to every time we pray, we pray this way. Jesus was giving insight on, on how, we release, how we release our faith. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven. Because you, you can pray an amazing prayer and pray it religiously and get no results. It's not, the, it's not the words that release power and authority. It's what you believe about those words that release power and authority. Yeah. That's good. That's and so it wasn't, it wasn't Jesus as being able to recite what we call the Lord's Prayer that identified his authority and power. No, but it was what Jesus' understanding was of what he was praying. Our Father. Who art in heaven. Actually, this word our, if you look it up in the Greek, it actually could be mine or my. My 
Father who art in heaven. It's just a, it's just a pronoun. So it could, it could be any necessary pronoun. You know, so it's not just our, but it could be my Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. My Father. Our Father. You, you, you see, Jesus' prayer was based on relationship. You, you see, authority that Jesus operated in wasn't because he was Jesus. Because we know, according to Philippians, he, he laid down his deity and he became a man, right? So if he became a man, it means he became a man. And so everything that he got from the Father was through relationship, Ethan. Everything that Jesus operated in, it was through relationship. Our Father, my Father. Another word for Father is, is really a phrase, the creator of all things. The, the one that is the author of the beginning. My Father, who art in heaven. He, he's talking to us. Jesus wants us to know that, that, that my prayers are effective because of my relationship. Our Father, my Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed there is to set apart. It means to be sacred. Set apart is his name. He, he, he wants the disciples to know that, that he had relationship beyond just the fact that he was a father. But he knew this father as someone that was, was, a, was personal. You see, when you, you look at the names of God, and I don't have time to talk about all the names of God this morning. But, but he, we know him first off as Elohim. The creator of all things. And, and it's the only word for God that is actually plural. I mean, it, it talks about plurality. So everything in that creator is everything that we need. And then we know of a word of Jehovah. We, we know in, in, in Exodus chapter 6, he, he, said, he says, I revealed myself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as Elohim. But to you, I'm going to reveal myself as Jehovah. What does that mean? That, that means it's, it's also a God about with plurality, meaning, meaning it's not just, not just this one box that you can fit him in, but everything that you need is within that box. I, 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 my father who art never hallowed be thy name set apart is his name. When, when you set apart someone's name, you understand that name. You recognize that name. You, you know, the, the, the character of that name, you know, the authority of that name, you know, the power of that name, you know what that name represents. So Jesus was knowing, I, I, I know him, not just know him as father, but father, but I know him as El Yan. I know him as the most high God. I know him as Jehovah Makedesh. He's my sanctifier. He's set me apart for a work. I know him as Jehovah Sikhanu. He is my righteousness. He makes me right. He does right. He is right. I know him as Jehovah Shalom. He's my peace. I have peace in any and every circumstance. I know him as Jehovah Rohi. He is my shepherd and I shall not want. He leads me and directs me throughout my life. I know him as Jehovah Rapha. He's my healer. He's the great physician. I know him as these things. I know him as El Shaddai. He is the better, the, the ability to override natural law. He can do any and all things. So when Jesus says, my father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It wasn't some sort of religious prayer, but he was releasing everything that heaven is into the earth through one prayer. When he said, hallowed be thy name. So when we understand Jesus and we understand his perception and we understand that it, that's why he can say, as it is in heaven, so in his earth, because why? Isn't it because of his name? Anything in earth that you're dealing with, his name is sufficient for. Our father, heart in heaven, hallowed be his name. We have to, you have to understand to, for us to operate in authority, we have to have a relationship. So often people try to operate in, in, in power and authority without relationship. But you have to get a hold of this this morning. You, you don't remember anything else I say this morning. Remember this. That revelation is released out of relationship. See, it's through the relationship that Jesus had with the Father. 
that caused him to have revelation. See, the people, we still put Jesus in this box as he doesn't have, didn't have to do what we have to do. He became a man. If that was the case, why does the word say that he had to grow in wisdom and favor with God and man? So there was somewhere along the line that Jesus had to get revelation. He had to get revelation. And that could only come through relationship. He had to have a revelation with the word. I, I can see Jesus reading the word and, and knowing when he's 12 years old, he's in and he's asking questions to the doctors of the law and asking them questions. And, and I believe as he's seeing this and he's seeing, man, the Messiah is going to come from Bethlehem. Well, I'm from Bethlehem. I'm um, well, Oh, you know, he, he, th- th- this is going to happen to him. Well, well that happened to me. The, you know, and he gets to that point where, where all of a sudden he's, he, he's, he's baptized and he comes out of the water and he hears a voice from heaven. You see, the voice from heaven is always wanting to give you revelation of who he is, either two things, either who he is or who you are. The voice out of this word is always going to reveal two things, who he is and who you are. And so when Jesus heard that, all of a sudden now he's remembering some other things. And he gets to Isaiah 61 as the custom was. He opened the book and it just happened to be that day. See, I don't believe Jesus necessarily selected what to read. It was was, because there was a set thing they would read every day. So I believe God's timing is perfect. And he stood up and he read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the God. Why? He was getting revelation. Why? Because he had relationship. So when Jesus was saying to the disciples, our father, my father, who art in hallowed be thy name. Jesus was saying that your prayer life first has to be based upon relationship. Relationship. You know, Annette has revelations of me that you all don't have. Because of Relationship. And maybe if the Lord directs her, she'll tell you some of those revelations. (laughs) My understanding of God up to this point in my life has been built out of relationship. But we have to be careful. What if wrong relationships has given me my current revelation of God? What if a, see, it it can be life and death what church you go to. See, you go to the wrong church that doesn't preach the word. They may give you a revelation of God that's not true. Maybe you have your friends tell you what God is and who God is. You have the wrong relationships. You're going to have a wrong revelation. See, we, we, have to, we have to understand that, that it's, it's not your relationship with me that matters. It's your relationship with this book and the author of this book. And it has to be personal. Jesus had a personal relationship with the Father. John chapter 17, Jesus is praying and he's talking. He says, and this is life eternal. This is life eternal. Thank you, Father. This is life eternal. Thank you, Father. That word life eternal is experience fullness of life without end. To, so we get ready to experience the fullness of life without end. So if you want to experience the fullness of life without end, to know the one true living God in Jesus Christ whom he sent. Yes. 
to experience the fullness of God, the fullness of all that he is, is to know something. The one true living God and Jesus whom he has sent. See, this word know is one of the most intimate words that you can ever understand in scripture. This word know is, is the word that represents a husband and wife coming together and becoming one and creating something. So when we say to know, the, to, to, to experience the fullness of God without end, how does that happen? It's when you know the one true living God and Jesus Christ whom he is. When you are intimately acquainted with, when you, when you have a relationship, it's not just confessing a prayer. It's not just, yeah, that might be where it begins, but, but the success and your authority in your life is going to come and be birthed out of your revelation of who Jesus is and who God is is having a personal relationship. See, having faith in the name is not declaring just Jesus and even Jesus Christ of Nazareth and expecting because I said those magic words that all of a sudden something happened. Jesus never gave us his name with the intent for it to be a magic trick. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just thinking if we say in the name of Jesus long enough, something might happen. Having faith in the name isn't just having faith in the words, but it's having faith in the authority and the character of what that, what that name represents. When Jesus told the disciples in, in, the, in Matthew and Mark and in Luke, and he, he tells them different scenarios in all three of those with the Great Commission, he talks about baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That wasn't just an ingredient to throw someone down and they're baptized. No, the, the whole aspect was you need to go into the world because he didn't say go into the world and make converts. He did not say go into the world and make converts. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he talks about making disciples. You see, it's not just baptizing them into something, but as in some sort of ritual baptism. It was, it was, I want you to immerse them in who I am. I want you to immerse them in who Jesus is. And I want you to immerse them in who the Holy Ghost is. Baptize just means to immerse. So the Great Commission is about immersing them in the nature of the Father, the nature of the Son, and the nature of the Holy Ghost. He talked about, in my name, there'll be repentance and remission of sins. So it says, so my name, when they get a revelation of my name, they'll realize they're forgiven. They'll realize I love them. They'll realize I've forgiven them. They'll realize that I cast their sin into the sea of forgetfulness. When they understand who I am and they understand my name and they understand my nature. And so the whole aspect of us talking about and having faith in the name is not, did we say Jesus at the right time of the prayer? Do we say it when we finish the prayer? Do we say it when we begin the prayer? I'm not sure which one we do. Now, that's not the intent. The intent is when you release his name. You ask anything in my name. See, where two or three are gathered in my name. Get this, there I am in the midst of them. You see, it's all about relationship. But if we look at scriptures as something we memorize and we don't let it take root in our heart, we don't understand when we gather in his name. He's here. Two or three in his name. It's so when we're, when you and I are together, he's here, Rick. Why? Because he wants to have relationship with you and me. His name has to do with relationship. Getting to know his name is about having a personal relationship with him. The disciples, let's go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3.
Thank you, Father. Verse 1 says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame, from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. Lame. The word lame means to been brought under the power of another. That's the word lame in the Greek means. A a person that has been brought under the power or under the the authority of another. another. So this man that was lame is letting us know that this man had been brought under the power of another. And it said that he laid him at the temple called Beautiful. Now, now it's interesting, the, the, the temple and the gate beautiful, actually this word beautiful means the time and season to flourish. If you look it up in the Greek, the word beautiful here means it's the time and season to flourish. So here, they laid him at this place every day for, for a number of years. And this gate is supposed to be the time and season when you flourish. But every day, nothing was changing. Every day, nothing, nothing was, was, was happening. Every day, all he's wanting, all he's going there to do is, is he's probably being put there by his parents so he maybe go earn us some money. Every day, he's left there. Verse 3 says, Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave him heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I, I, don't, I don't have what you're needing in the natural. But I have what you need. See, you don't know what you need right now. You've been coming here to this place for so many years and nothing is changing. So, so another dime isn't going to help you. Another piece of gold isn't going to help you. Another financial increase isn't going to help you. Look on us because what you need is not what you've been getting. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. See, when the disciples, when the disciples heard this, when the disciples released this, they're not releasing a religious phrase. They're releasing everything that they learned through the relationship with Jesus. When they released that, when they released it, where are they releasing? They're releasing that time when Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves. When, they, when they're releasing that, now they're releasing this, this aspect of now they're filled with the Holy Ghost and power. They're releasing what Jesus not only, not only had placed with them, but would place in them. And, and so now they're releasing the revelation of what they learned through their personal relationship with Jesus and what they're learning and had learned through the personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. You see, when, when Miss Carolyn or Dr. Savell lays hands on you or prays for you, they're not doing that, well, I'm just going to release a prayer of you. No, they're releasing the revelation of who God is. When I pray for you, I'm not releasing just some sort of religious prayer. I'm releasing my revelation of who God is in my life. When Or Roberts, he, he would say when, 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 when the heat, the healing anointing would come on his right hand and he would lay hands on someone, he, he, he's releasing what the Lord had directly told him. What? That's through relationship. So when you pray for someone, you're not just release, releasing religious words, but you're releasing your revelation of what that name represents. So when they said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood and walking, entering with them into the temple, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at all that which happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed. The man that who was under the power of another was no longer under the power of another. 
Peter and John and all the people ran together unto them in the porch that called Solomon's great, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, you men of Israel, why are you marveling you at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? See, when you pray for someone, it's not about your holiness or your power. He, why are you looking on us? As if we had the power to, why are you looking on us as if we were good enough, Mac? That, that, that we had the power to do that. Why are you looking on us? Verse the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers had glorified his son, Jesus. What are they doing? The God of Abraham, the God of I, what are they doing? Who did this? He's releasing his name. See, they knew who God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were. They knew who that was. So, so when they're releasing, it's the one that back then, the one back there, that's the same one right here. It's not about my power. It's not about my holiness, but it's about the God of Abraham. It's about the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Who has glorified his son, Jesus. It's not about my power, but it's about the fact that Jesus is now being glorified to the father and the work is finished and Jesus sent the Holy spirit and he's in the earth. So when I say the name, had glorified his son, Jesus, whom you delivered up. And denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the holy one and the just. And you desired a murder to be granted to you. And you killed the prince of life. Man, the name of Jesus. Their understanding of who the name of Jesus was, that he was the prince of life. So when they said in the name of Jesus, it wasn't just religious words. We just see what the revelation of Jesus. He's the prince of life. The word prince really means the author. See, the prince of a kingdom was the one that would distribute the things of the king. So when he says the prince of life, it's, it's he's, saying, he's saying you killed the one that was here to distribute life all along. So when they, when they said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, he was saying the prince of life is here. I'm releasing the prince of life into this situation. I'm releasing the prince of life over his physical body. I'm releasing the prince of life. See, there comes a time when, when it can't just be a name, but you're releasing the prince of life. That when you declare words, you're, you're commanding the prince of life on the scene. When you're releasing words, you're commanding his power, his presence, and his life on the scene. But it has to come through relationship. Relationship. It says in his name, the Prince of Life's name, and in his name through faith in his name have made this man strong. It was through this name and faith in his name. See, faith is built, Rick, out of relationship. It was a relationship through this name that makes this man whole. Let's go to Acts chapter 4. Verse 10, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Now, I saw something in the scripture that I hadn't seen before. Let me read it again. Be it known unto you all into all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom you crucified whom God raised from the dead even by him by him say him Amen. does this man stand here before you whole and I saw this in a different light where the Lord said I was there Him, even by him, Jesus, does this man stand here before you whole. Him is here. Let that sing. Him is here. Get that. Him is, even by him, does this man stand here present. Even by him that stands here. 
make you whole. Him is here. See, when they declared his name, him became here. Him that was there became here. You see, when you have a revelation of where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of here. So when you release his name and you understand his character, you bring him into the here. And you bring him into the right now. When the disciples said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, they were bringing him into the right here. They were bringing him right into the right now. Bringing him right into where they were. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we just praise you. Just start praising him and thanking him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of us. Let's bring him into the right here. Hallelujah. He is right here. Hallelujah. He is right here. Hallelujah. He is right here. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Cancel, shrivel, and die. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Wisdom come. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive your forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Be made whole. In the name of Jesus. I command peace to come. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Father, we lift up Sharita to you right now. Father, I thank you. She just got word that her father was found on the floor. Father, I right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare there is no distance in prayer, but I declare him is right there. Him is right there in that hospital room. Him is right there quickening her father's body right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, in my name, cast out devils. Hallelujah. I command every demonic force. Hallelujah. That's weighing on people's hearts in this place. I declare deliverance over you. Deliverance over your house right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Laying hands. They would speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. You're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Release that gift on the inside of you right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Prince of Life. Hallelujah, Prince of Life. Prince of Life. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you for wombs coming alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for seed coming alive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Brain cells multiply. Brain cells increase. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, immune systems get stronger and stronger. In the name of Jesus, kidneys start functioning and start working in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, sickle cell, you're under the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Prince of Life. Hallelujah, flowing over those with sickle cell disease right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even by him does this man stand here before you whole. The word whole here means soundness. It means to be unimpaired, an unimpaired condition of the body in which all its members are healthy and fit for use. This is the word soundness means an unimpaired condition of the body in which all its members are healthy and fit for use. Soundness. Soundness. Mm. Unimpaired. All its members are healthy and fit for use. Every part of our physical bodies are healthy and fit for use. Mm. Mm. Don't let go of your faith, Vic. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean you yell his, yell his name louder. Oh, it's just get personal with him. Just get in his presence. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Rebuking doesn't necessarily mean screaming at. Hallelujah. Yeah, there might be a time to get loud. <laughs> Maybe you have to get loud just to get louder than your head. Hallelujah. But it's about him. It's about bringing him on the scene. Hallelujah. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Is there a connection with what they released in the people's revelation that they had been with Jesus? You see, this lets me know that it was beyond just saying a name. But they the outsiders could tell that they had been with Jesus. Revelation is produced out of relationship. So maybe there, the world's revelation was produced out of now. They're seeing what's going on. I can tell they've been with Jesus. Let's get with Jesus. Let's get with Jesus. Get with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Make him the priority in your life. Make him the focus in your life. Yes, yeah, there's things that you like doing. Yeah, there's fun things you like doing. But let's make sure he's the priority. In this season, hour we're living in, I'm telling you, the world needs to see a people that's been with Jesus. There's got to be something different in our life and something different on our life. Thank you, Father. We've been with Jesus. We've been with Jesus. We've been with Jesus. I think of the Apostle Paul and let's go to Acts twenty six. Paul operated in authority. Paul operated in authority. And it wasn't because he could say Jesus more eloquent than anyone else could. Let's look at Acts 26. Kind of all over the place this morning, but Lord knows. And I, I just love this whole chapter. And man, just... I love this chapter because you see Paul's heartbeat and he's meeting with King Agrippa, a, God, a, a godless man. 
He's meeting with him and he, and he, and he talks and he really exhorts it. Paul shows you how to talk to those in authority without putting them down. He just was honest with them and, 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 and met with him on his level. And, and talked with him and he, and, and I don't have time to share everything he, he discusses here, but in verse, verse 12, he says, thus engaged, I proceeded to Damascus. He's talking about what he did. He, he, I went on to Damascus with the authority and the orders of the chief priests. When on the road at midday, O king, I saw a light from heaven surpassing the brightness of the sun, flashing about me and those who traveled with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice in the Hebrew tongue saying to me, Saul, Saul, why do you continue to persecute me, to harass and trouble and and molest me? It's dangerous and turns out badly for you to keep kicking against the goats, to keep offering vain and perilous resistance Verse 15, and I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. But arise, stand on your feet. Now get this, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. That I might appoint you to serve as my minister and to bear witness both to what you have seen of me. Now get this, and to that which I will appear to you. You see... Before we see Paul ever operating in miracles, he went alone. We know three years to Arabia and he spent another 14 years somewhere in Arabia, 14 years in Arabia. And, and so here he goes, the things that I'm showing you right now, see, he called, God called him and told him what he was going to bring dark, the, the darkness to light. And he God told him this, but what it said, the things that I will continue to show you, you see relationship. Paul had, had this Operated, operated in great authority because of great relationship. Great re- relationship brought about great revelation. Verse 17, choosing you out of and delivering you from among the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you to open the eyes that they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they must bring forgiveness and release from their sins and a place, a portion among those who are consecrated and purified by faith. That is me. Where, O Kim Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. But was made known openly, first of all, to Damascus, then at Jerusalem and throughout the whole land of Judea and among the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works and live lives consistent with and worthy of their repentance. So here we see the Apostle Paul had relationship. It brought about revelation. It was on these things that God, that Jesus was going to continue to reveal to him. I wanted to read that. Now let's go to Acts chapter 19. For the first 12 verses, we see how the Apostle Paul went into, went into this area and went into this town. And he talks about, have you received a baptism? He goes, well, what baptism? John's baptism? You know, the baptism through Jesus, the repentance and the forgiveness of your sins. And then he says, have you, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? We didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And then Paul goes on, and, and in verses 7 through 12, he talks about, about miracles happening and, and how the presence of God was working through Paul's life where they would take handkerchief and aprons and, and things that would touch him. They would lay on sick people, and people would get healed. Wow. But it came through relationship. It was these things that, that Jesus continued to share with him. What are some things that we know of through scripture that Jesus shared with him? We know some of the writings in Ephesians chapter 121. He talked about a name that's above every name. And then talks about seating with, seated with him, given all power and principality and power and being seated with him in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, we talked, he gave him a name that's above every name. That at that name, every knee would bow and tongue would confess. So Paul is getting revelation of this. Now let's look at verse Acts chapter 19, verse 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, called over them the name of the Lord Jesus. They called the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, isn't that what I'm supposed to do in my prayer? Just call the name of the Lord Jesus? So that's what they did, right? And they said, they even added something to it. We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. 
Meaning, come out whom Rick preaches. Jesus, 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 whom Rick, 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 Rick preaches. Maybe, maybe it's the God of art. Maybe it's the God that art preaches. Maybe it's that one. So in the name of Je- Jesus. Mm. Maybe if I get on my knees. In the name of Jesus. Whom Paul preaches. Verse 14 says, and there were seven sons of Sceva. See who Paul preaches. What does preaching mean? Preaching is, is declaring a revelation of who God is. Whom Paul preaches. There were seven sons of Sceva. A Jew, a chief, of the chief, a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them and prevailed against them. So they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Man, good thing that wasn't on CNN. That is scary. If you see some, never mind. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus and fear fell on all them, them all in the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. The name Jesus was magnified, magnifying who he is, magnifying what he does in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And many that believed, many that believed came, confessed, and showed their deeds. Hallelujah. Verse 20, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Authority and power comes having faith in the name. But having faith in the name comes out of relationship. Because relationship produces revelation. Thank you, Father. Go to Second Thessalonians, and I'll close with this. Honest. Hallelujah. His name. His name. Well, you see, even in Matthew twelve, it says. It's in his name do the Gentiles set their hope. It's in his nature. It's in his character. That's our hope. Thank you, Father. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. It says, when he comes, when he comes to be glorified in his saints. Let's talk about the return of Jesus. When he comes to be glorified in his saints, on that day, he will be made more glorious in his consecrated people. And he will be marveled at and admired in his glory reflected. In all who have believed, who adhered to, trusted and relied on him. Because our witnessing among you was confidently accepted and believed and confirmed in your lives. With this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God may deem and count you worthy of your calling and his ever gracious purpose of goodness. And with power may complete in you, in you every particular work of faith. Now get that. Really get a hold of this. With this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God may deem and count you worthy of your calling and his every gracious purpose of goodness. And with power may complete in you, complete in your every particular work of faith. Faith, which is that leaning of your whole personality on God, and his absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Thus may the name of our Lord Jesus Christ be glorified and become more glorious through and in you. Get that. This is the prayer that when Jesus returns, that this work, this particular work, it would be done in faith. And then it says that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ would be glorified and become more glorious 
through and in you. And may you also be glorified in him according to the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. May his name become more glorious in you and through you. Through his grace. Our relationship with him is about grace. Grace has brought us near to get to know him. Grace has brought us near to approach him. Grace. Grace has brought about a revelation of who he is in our lives. But according to this, it's his name. Glorious through you and in you. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for what it releases in our lives. As we had a relationship with your word this morning, it's produced a revelation for us to never be the same again. I thank you for the work that you are beginning in each one of our lives. I thank you for the strength that you're establishing in every single one of our lives. I thank you that our greatest days are ahead of us, not behind us. And I thank you, Father, for a body of believers that understand walking in authority. That our power and our authority have been freely given to us. But we also understand it's released out of that relationship that we have with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I believe a mighty work has been done in our lives today. During the worship, even during the word. I just sense in my heart that things were happening spiritually in the midst of the preaching, in the midst of the word. I believe there are people who even made a decision to serve you, a decision to bring their life back to you. Even made a decision to get plugged into this church, made a decision. We thank you for your goodness, Father. Lord, we seal. Thank you, for Holy Spirit, for sealing what we heard today. Bring it back to our remembrance. Causing us to flourish. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That your name is becoming more glorious in us and through us. In Jesus' name. Receive that word this morning. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah.